Welcome to the Great A Movies Podcast. My name is Larry Landon. This is all about movies. It's uh, tied in with uh, the website, gradeamovies.com. Uh, the two people who write for that are Adam Austin and Alec Toombs. Adam is not with us today. He is doing something that may be, in my view, one of the most stressful things any adult can do, and that is moving from one home to another. But uh, safely ensconced in his home right now is Alec Toombs. Alec, good to talk to you. You as well, Larry. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just glad I'm not moving and it's Adam's the one that's doing it, although I'm sure he's moving into a nicer place. The the whole uh, experience of moving has never been a pleasant one for me. No, I fully intend to die in the house I live in right now, contrary to what my wife might tell you. Well, my wife and I have said this is our last house, so, you know, we're, I, I, how should I put it? We're coming out feet first or in an ambulance or headed to a nursing home or whatever. Uh, anyway, let's talk about films. Um, you have recently written uh, a, a review of a film on com. The movie's called Dead Reckoning. Tell us about the film and what you thought of it. Um, it's not easy. Well, it, sometimes it is easy to rip on a movie. I don't feel good about doing it, however, because I know movie making isn't an easy endeavor. Um, this movie was shot back in 2016. It is loosely based on the Sarnayev brothers, the, the two guys who perpetrated the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, they tried to turn their story into a, a romantic action thriller, which seemed really misguided to begin with. Um, there's a young actor who's in the movie. Uh, his name is KJ Appa. I think he's from New Zealand. Uh, he is best known for playing Archie on the CW show Riverdale. He, uh, is a hardworking kid living in Nantucket. Uh, his father has been killed by the FBI for bombing a subway in New York. His brother, who is long lost, comes back. He's played by a uh, British action martial artist movie star scott adkins who i'm a huge fan of and and don't want to see fail but uh yeah the movie's just really really terrible yes yeah, when you said it was based on the the brother uh, loosely based on the brothers who conducted the bombing at the boston marathon and then you you the when you use the word romantic i knew the film was in trouble yeah the young lady who plays appa's uh Romantic interest is named India Isley. She was on a show on TNT a year or so ago called I Am the Night uh, that was done with uh, Chris Pine and uh, Patty Jenkins, the folks who worked on the Wonder Woman movies together. Uh, that show is actually pretty good, and uh, Isley was good on it. She is the uh, daughter of Olivia Hussey, who a lot of folks may remember from uh, Franco Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet and uh, Bob Clark's original black christmas so is this film dead reckoning is it on streaming theaters both or either one i believe it's only streaming um i actually should have had my review up sooner um i kind of had to rack my brain as to how to tackle it and what exactly i want to talk about there's lots of absurd stuff in the movie i didn't even go into the the, the movie feels i don't know if you've seen the room before Oh, yes, the, the yes. The Tommy yeah. Wiseau movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's instances where the dialogue is somewhat reminiscent of that. Oh, oh that says uh, it all right there. 
Yeah, it, it wasn't well done. There's a reason it's been sitting on a shelf for four years. Well, I was going to say, it was made in 2016. The studio was in no hurry to get it out. So if they sat on that after spending the money to produce it for four years, you know they weren't expecting much from it. But, you know, that, that brings up something that about film criticism I've always thought about. And I've, I've you talk to critics who've been in the business a long time, and they'll tell you that the people who read the 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 piece that they write the critical uh, the, the critical uh, the pieces they write about film think that we all enjoy trashing a really bad film because they think we're having fun with that and you do use some colorful language sometimes like you've done uh, when you have, when you see a really bad film and you need to let the audience know that but I don't know about you I don't prefer that I much prefer writing a a review about a film I really liked. What what are you, what's your thought on that? Either can be fun and engaging. Uh, I didn't feel particularly great about this because I know these these folks have done better and will do better again. Like I said, wh- one of the actors in the movie, Scott Atkins, I'm a huge fan of. A lot of his movies aren't necessarily the best, but he goes out there mo- more often than not and does the best he can. I, I do think he's a very capable martial artist. He's actually a pretty good actor. Um He's charismatic. I wish bigger and better things for him. So but, uh, the Alec Toombs verdict on Dead Reckoning is don't spend your money on it. So Correct. I gave it half a star out of five. That's a pretty low, pretty low grade. That's almost like they got the photography right, so you gave me a half star. Okay, so uh, you've seen at least one film that has not yet uh, made it on to gradeamovies.com. Tell us about that. I actually just published it before hopping on here with you. Uh, it's a uh, Jackie Chan movie called Vanguard. It is uh, playing on VOD and in theaters right now. I think it's playing in like 1,500 screens around the United States. It, so, uh, I guess, so just tell us about that film and uh, your uh, thoughts on that. I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Dead Reckoning. I still probably wouldn't recommend this movie. I gave it two and a half out of five stars. Uh, there is a lot of fun action in it. Uh, Chan is sold as a star of the movie. He's not really. Um, it's more of an ensemble piece. It's uh, this, the plot is pretty uh, threadbare as is uh, character development. It's mostly just action set piece to action set piece to action set piece. Yeah, when you see a film like that, it's it's like uh, it could be good or bad, and and it really depends on the director and the script. And what I'm hearing you say is it just it, they strung together some some action scenes and called it a film. Pretty much, uh, the gentleman who Chan collaborated with on the movie is a uh, named Stanley Tong. He has made uh, nine movies with Jackie Chan now, some of which I, I really I really enjoy. The movie that turned me on to Jackie Chan originally, uh, Rumble in the Bronx was a collaboration between the two. Okay, so even though you liked it better than Dead Reckoning, uh, if you had to make a recommendation, yes or no, you would also say uh, no on this one. Probably so. Like I said, for me, generally anything that's three stars out of five and better is a recommendation. I gave this one two and a half. It was entertaining, but it was also really dumb. There were some horrible special effects in it. There's lions and hyenas in it that are probably the least convincing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. CGI or real? Uh, CGI. Okay. Um, there were other instances where they use CGI for birds and insects, and those were, <laughs> were more convincing. Okay. Um, they use CG for cars in the movie. There's a whole fleet hmm. of gold-plated 
luxury vehicles racing through Dubai at the end of the movie that have no weight to them whatsoever. Um, some of the action's good. Jackie Chan, like just watching him get in an SUV is entertaining. <laughs> he hops and flips and kind of, and that that's the special effect in the movie to, to, to my liking. Yes. Yeah, too bad because if there had been a good story or script, uh, it could have pierced that three uh, star or a better one, but didn't have that. What I'm hearing from you. I would say that's correct. Okay. Okay. Well, let me get to my film this week. And my film is, one I watched uh, on HBO. I know I know not everybody has HBO, but if you think this film is interesting, you can always get a free preview and watch this particular film. This is produced by Alex Gibney, one of our better documentarians as far as film. He's very uh, he makes a lot of documentaries, and they all tend to be very good. The name of this documentary film is Crazy Not Insane, and it talks. It really deals with. Uh, what is insanity and and not insanity in terms of the law? It's the story of Dr. Dorothy Atnow Lewis. Now, uh, her whole life, her life's work is basically, all right, we have serial killers, people who are murderers. Uh, what makes a murderer? How do you? How does a murderer, especially a, a serial killer? but really all murders that seem to have a really grotesque angle to it, something other than a crime of passion. What makes a murderer? And and her work began as a psychiatrist working with uh, juvenile delinquents, and that's what led her on this path because she had been working with these youngsters, and what she found is that most of these teenage kids who have gone down the path for a life of crime, often very violent crime, were horrible victims of, of abuse with normally in their families, sometimes some, some other type of, of, of experience. So her, uh, Dr. Lewis's specialty trauma that is linked to some kind of violent crime. She's uh, interviewed 22 serial killers in her career, and she's testified at trials time and time again. The film does give you some clips on on some of, of that testimony and uh the other part of this is that even though she has this view that you can have multiple personalities there's a i'll get to that in a moment there's a, a clinical term for that you know there's some people in psychiatry that say there is no such thing as a multiple personality it's all tied to, to something else she believes otherwise and has written about it and argued that in, in, in time and time again. And her basic idea about this is, okay, killers, you know, you have to punish people who kill, but her, her, she also believes that anyone who kills the way, in these kinds of situations she looks into are basically not competent to stand trial and should never be executed for what they did. So punish them, lock them away for life if you have to, but but don't use capital punishment. And that's based on all the work she's she's done in her career. She was, uh, as an author, she was uh, interviewed by Diane Sawyer when she was working at CBS on a morning show. And there was a public defender uh, named Richard Burr who saw that, immediately contacted Dr. Lewis and said, would you please be an expert witness for me or at least do investigations? for me and she that 
took her down the path of interviewing children and adults in psychiatric wards all uh, throughout the United States uh, for these people who were facing trial. That clinical term I talked about is called disassociative identity disorder. That's that multiple, it's also called multiple personality, which is this debate amongst psychiatrists. Most of the people in psychiatry do not agree with Dr. Lewis, but she's very uh, strident in her view that she's right and they're wrong. So you can make your own mind up about that when you, when you see if you watch the documentary. The most famous serial killer that Dr. Lewis ever, uh, ever uh, test, I shouldn't say testified, but interviewed was Ted Bundy. I think, unfortunately, popular culture gave Ted Bundy this celebrity status, which I always found very strange. I think it's mainly because he looked like this uh, handsome middle-class guy with a nice upbringing and dressed well and still killed people. Now, uh, Dr. Lewis, when it comes to Bundy, says something very interesting, because when she evaluated him, she uh, came to the conclusion he suffered from bipolar disorder. Well, after he was executed, some evidence came to light, I think from one of the, from the ex-wife or the wife of, of Bundy. Uh, she found some, some information, letters, and other documents that led uh, Dr. Lewis, after looking through all that, to believe that even though T- Bundy always said he had a great upbringing, he had no problems in his childhood, that he was hiding a lot, that he had extensive mental and physical abuse, particularly from his father, that his family had a history of mental illness that everybody hid and came to light when these documents came out. But I really, really enjoyed this documentary. It's scarier than any fiction horror film you can imagine because it is nonfiction. It is reality. It's the truth. And what struck me the most, Alec, about this documentary is at the very beginning, Dr. Lewis looks right straight into the camera and says, don't you ever wonder why you don't murder? And she turns to Alex Gibney and he says, I do, yeah, I do wonder about that. And that's really what the film is about. So I recommend it. If you have HBO, make sure you watch this. If you don't, then you think this sounds interesting, go to a friend who has it or just uh, get a, a, a free you know, a sample. What, I think you get two weeks or something, maybe a little longer than that, uh, if you want to sample HBO and just... Uh, Watch this film. But if you have any interest in the subject, I found it fascinating. So it's just one standalone film. It's not a series or not, anything. Yeah, this, this is one doc. It's about it's a little less than two hours, and it's one film. Yeah, I know a lot of HBO has series. This is not a series. It's just one one film, a little less than two hours, and that's the Do way. Do you know when it premiered? Uh, just a couple of days ago, I think. Okay. It's only been Sounds on like there. You're, you're pretty high on it. It sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. and Whether it would be of interest to everybody, I don't know, but it was a very well-done documentary. and uh, So I would recommend that I, if, if it's of interest to you, if you have HBO or have access to it, or you know, if you just want to, you know, to get a free screening or what you, that free two weeks you get, and then you can decide whether you want to keep it or, or drop it. So, again, the name of it is Crazy Not Insane, and it does delve into this whole idea about what psychiatry considers insanity or competence and what the law describes as competence to stand trial. I, I covered some issues when I was in a, a reporter, making a living as a reporter, and there was one case um, – where someone was, uh, how do I put this, was uh, judged to be incompetent to stand trial. 
There was a doctor involved. She was a nurse, and there was a huge bit of controversy whether the doctor had kind of messed the nurse's mind up to the point where she wouldn't be competent to, to testify. And she wasn't standing trial. I should clarify that. She was just, was she competent to even be a witness? And finally, the judge had her examined, and, and the judge, based on that information, the judge said, no, she can't testify, so the charges against this physician were dropped. I always found that kind of a fascinating case. So kind of ties into uh, this whole documentary in a kind of an indirect way. So that would be my recommendation if you have access to it or can get access to HBO Crazy, not insane. I recommend you see. Of course, I kind of like uh, documentaries anyway, but uh, they're not all good. This one is good. Alex Gibney tends to do very good work. All right. If there's nothing else on that, let me move on to the next issue. And this is something you and I and Adam have talked about for a few weeks. What's going to happen with the rollout of Wonder Woman? Now, you were, you were of the opinion it would not be next year, and I kind of thought you might be right. The studio has made a decision on this, and it's a bit of a surprising decision. So now Wonder Woman 1984, which maybe the studio just doesn't want to keep it on the shelf. We all have a lot of anticipation. We think it has the potential to be a very good film. Now we're told it will be in theaters and on HBO. I think HBO Max in particular, but it's going to be uh, distributed on December 25th at theaters and also um, on on HBO Max, so uh, was this? A, I just, obviously this is a surprise because just last week you thought this uh, this uh, would be you know punted into next year when possibly we have better treatments and vaccinations and perhaps it could be in a theater. I know once the vaccine news came out that AMC theater stock went up the next day, so people think that you know the public will go back to movie theaters once it, uh, they feel safe to do so. So just your general thoughts uh, about this development on Wonder Woman. I'm sort of conflicted about it, to be completely honest with you. Um, I, I think a lot of the reason they're doing it, at least from what uh, Gal Gadot uh, wrote on social media, it seems to be a goodwill gesture. Um, 2020 has been hard for a lot of people. I think they want to put something out into the world that they're proud of and that they think will give people hope. And that's a big part of the reason maybe they're releasing it. Um, more cynically, I'm sure uh, AT&T, Time Warner, all the above, probably want to boost their HBO Max uh, platform, and this is probably the product to do it. Yeah, and I, I kind of think the same way, that they're, uh, they're, HBO Max is, is something that they've been promoting heavily. I, I, you know, again, I, I get HBO Max because I subscribe to HBO through my cable service. A lot of people have cut the cord. We haven't done that yet. Maybe someday we will. But uh, I really think HBO Max, if you're looking for a lot of content, it's amazing the amount of content that's at HBO Max. It is really something. And I, um, and I think that's going to, if people, if that's a success, it's because people have so much content to choose from in there. It's almost uh, rivals. Netflix and that we even Turner Classic Movies has a whole long list of films available at any time at your fingertips, which is something new. But uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will be uh, December 25th, Christmas Day. That's the release date. I assume it'll be uh, available in theaters and also on HBO Max uh, on the same day. So, uh, what's the your funny uh, thing is go. my wife still wants to go to the theater to see it. Are you taking her? If she wants to go and the numbers 
around around us are reasonable, sure, we'll wear our masks and we'll go. Okay. Uh, she loved the first movie. I really liked the first movie too. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can see it in as big a screen as possible, we'll do it if it's safe to do so. Um, we have HBO Max at home. I'm sure we'll probably see it in the theater and revisit it at home. So, one uh, the, some of the uh, technology nerds have been writing about this, saying that the, what upsets them is that it will not be available in 4K on HBO Max. If you're into your home theaters, I. You know, I think I've actually got 4K on my TV, but I have so little tech, you know, so little, uh, uh, how should I put it? I have so little product, I've never subscribed to the 4K type of uh, that extra tier. But those people who are into that were a little concerned that uh, Wonder Woman 1984 will not be available on HBO Max in 4K. So if you want to see it in that level of quality, you're going to have to go to the movie theater. 1080p still looks pretty good, in my opinion. The okay. jump from 1080p to 4K isn't as, as uh, grand as, say, DVD to Blu-ray. I agree, oh. and I and I've seen some of the 4K. It is good. Don't get me wrong. Almost, oh, for sure. almost uh, uh, a, a quasi uh, a 3D effect. You know, when you look at it, but it's it's not the big step up from analog TV. Uh, to HDTV, for example. I think uh, it's not that big of a jump, and you're right. I think that's the public hasn't latched onto it uh, big time for that reason. Even though a lot of the TVs that are, that are produced today does have, they all generally have that 4K capability. Uh, so any other thoughts on uh, uh, on Wonder Woman? I guess just a few thoughts real quick. Um I mean, they're doing this on HBO Max Christmas Day. Disney Plus is doing Soul, the new Pixar movie, on Christmas Day. I'd be perfectly content staying home on Christmas, <laughs> social distancing, and doing a double feature. Um, but uh, this also isn't the first theatrical film that's debuted on HBO Max. I know they had the uh, Seth Rogen vehicle in American Pickle earlier this summer. And I think they are also releasing a new Melissa McCarthy comedy called Super Intelligence on the platform soon as well. Okay, so uh, it's a trend. I wonder whether you know. I've talked. You and I and Adam have talked about this a little bit in the past. That once, if we do get an effective vaccine that rolls out sometime during the year of twenty twenty one, and and we begin to tamp down the pandemic, people feel more comfortable uh, going to the movie theater. Uh, will we uh, return to the same business model, or is this all changed forever? You think? I do think what they're doing right now is devaluing their property. Um, I, you know, Wonder, the first Wonder Woman movie made over $800 million worldwide. I, obviously, it's not going to do that sort of number now. Tenet didn't do that sort of number over the summer. Um, I don't know what sort of money they're going to make worldwide or here domestically, um, but I, I'm sure they will draw eyeballs to their new platform, which may make them money in the end also. Yes, I, I think the big question in everybody's mind is what sort of movie business will theater business, uh, uh, streaming business, and, and uh, pay TV business, what's it all going to look like uh, once the pandemic is, is no longer an issue and people can open up theaters and, and can put as many people in there as they want and they can feel comfortable that they're not going to, to catch coronavirus. To me, that's the issue, and I, I don't know the answer to that yet. I think, you know, uh, consumers get conditioned to do certain things and once it's like you you go in one direction it's really hard to go back so i think i uh, there's a lot uh, to be seen yet are you still uh, although you said you'd take your wife to see this 
are you still conflicted a bit? I, I've only been to a movie theater a couple of times, and after having been through coronavirus, I don't think I'm going to go back for a while. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm a little more reticent with what the numbers have been doing lately. I've been a bunch of times since they opened. I've probably seen, shoot, since I saw Tenet, which I think was the first movie, that or New Mutants. I've probably seen 10 to 15 movies theatrically okay. um, in that time. I always just keep my mask on and stay away from other people. But um, I have seen instances recently where people aren't eating or drinking anything, and they're also not wearing their mask. Well, the, so. the big issue, I think, is, and this is what I've been reading from some of the public health experts, I really don't like to talk about this because I love theaters and I love movies, but uh, there are some public health experts who have said even if everybody's wearing a mask and even if uh, only 25%, say, of the seats are available in the theater, that sitting in the same room, even with a high ceiling, with other people for that length of time, even with your mask on, is dangerous. And, of course, if you start eating and drinking, some people will take it off and on, even if they're complying with all the rules, which you've said uh, there are exceptions to that. You know, people are not even complying with those rules. So I think the only way the theater business comes back is when we feel comfortable going there and feel safe going back. And even though the the movie theater companies... Uh, I think are doing the best they can to make the the theaters as safe as they can. Um, I think there's only so much they can do. So time will tell. I want the movie theater business to thrive and continue. So it was uh, strange. I was watching TV last night. And I saw a commercial for the new uh, animated Crudes movie. Uh huh. And at the very end, there was a tag saying "See it in clean cinema." What does that mean? <laughs> <I'm not laughs> Some sort of antiseptic <laughs> process that they're they're using. Um, oh Lord! Yeah, I don't know I, what that means. I think what they're trying to get a message across there, but uh, it's like, yeah, take your children. Coronavirus uh, for the entire family. Oh, Lovely. Gosh. Okay, one last thought on my part here. The um, sometimes we talk about what we're looking for down the road. I have to tell you, one film. I am looking forward to seeing it. It's supposed to drop on Netflix in the, in the coming days. It's an adaptation from a uh, stage musical, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's about music. It's about blues music. It's about a lady who helped promote that in the early days of that. It's going to star Viola Davis, a great actress. But the real news here is this is one of the last productions that the late Chadwick Boseman was a part of. So I think for a number of reasons, uh, people will be giving this a look. How about you? Saw the trailer. I thought it looked really good. Um, I believe it is his last film. Mm-hmm. So well, I wasn't um, sure if it was his absolute last film as far as him being, because they come out in different uh, cycles. So if, right. it was, if it was the last film he actually was in before he died, that makes it even more special, I would think. I know he's getting a ton of awards buzz for it. Um, I thought he did good enough work earlier this year in Defy Bloods. That would have been justifiable to give him a supporting actor nomination. Um it just reminds us how much we've lost with his death. Undoubtedly. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show before. He, he was a huge talent and hugely important uh, to, to, to the black community, to young kids of color, seeing representation on the screen, and to just fans generally. Uh, I mean, he played Jackie Robinson. Mm. He played... Uh, James Brown, he played Thurgood Marshall, and he played this uh, comic book character, T'Challa or uh, Black Panther, 
Yeah, I mean, it's exactly right. And it, what, what gets me is that he did an outstanding acting job in every one of those roles. And I've said this before. I'm not sure everybody agrees with me on this, but because Black Panther was a huge effort. I mean, everybody in that film did outstanding work. I still don't think they could have pulled that movie off without Bozeman than the way he played that character. I, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, but, I don't think he, his performance was the best performance in the movie. Oh no, but, I don't. Uh, I don't either. But I, but I think it wouldn't. They couldn't have pulled it off without his his star power and and his performance that he put in. And that uh, Black Panther is a historic film because it's the first mostly black cast, and even a, a lot of other African Americans involved in the production of that. Hollywood had always said no mostly black cast film would ever make money. Okay. Right. And Black Panther blew that assumption out of the water. So now we'll see more. And it's because people like Chadwick Boseman and all the people involved in that film, but he was a, a major cog in that being a success. So I'm looking forward to seeing Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It is on Netflix. So if you have Netflix or have access to it or have a friend that has it, <laughs> see if you can get an offer to buy him a meal and uh, get invited over to their house and, and watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I am looking forward to seeing that. Okay. You and me both. Okay, excellent. Well, uh, we hope Adam can uh, will be fully recovered by, by next week, a week from now, from his move. I know it took me a while to recover every time I... Of course, young, uh, he's a lot younger than I am, so I guess that uh, does account for something. And so are you, by the way, which is... I'm proud to... You guys should be proud to say that. But uh, we will be back next week uh, with another... Uh, com podcast. Again, check out gradeamovies.com. Just all bunched together. Gradeamovies.com. You'll see Al- Alex work there. He's just uh, posted a new film review today. Adam does the same and also writes some commentaries about film. They're all, it's all high quality. I, if you enjoy film, you need to check out gradeamovies.com. Any final thoughts from Alec Toombs today? Not so much. I enjoyed chatting with you today, Larry. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, I hope you enjoy your thing. You know, I have a huge family in my, uh, and and we normally have a gigantic gathering on Thanksgiving, and we have canceled that. uh, My Thanksgiving will be with just a very small number of people. I I assume you'll be doing something like that as well. Just the wife and I. We're going to uh, do the drumstick dash virtually. Oh, okay. uh, Watch football and should be good. Should be good. Well, thank you, Alec. Again, you have a good week. We'll be talking with you a week from today. Hopefully, uh, we'll have Adam Lawson as well. So once again, this is the GradeAMovies.com podcast. You just heard Alec Toombs, who writes for GradeAMovies.com. I'm Larry Lannon, so please be safe and be kind.